0: Are you struggling to get engagement from your content? Join me on this episode as we uncover how research and storytelling can multiply your leads. I'm Devin Hers. Welcome to this episode of the DMC Marketing Nugget. Get ready to hear from industry titans, unveiling their most coveted marketing nuggets. Discover how they nail whales as they generously share confidential insights on their business marketing operations. And now, Introducing the host of BMC Marketing Nugget, Devin Hurst. My wonderful guest today has over a decade of experience in helping B2B tech brands create thought leading content that elevates their marketing presence and brand recognition. She has worked with brands like Adobe, IBM, and Zapier. Her clients have reported achieving two to three times the amount of leads also getting extensive media coverage and a significant boost in engagement. Welcome the founder of Redpoint Content, Becky Lawler. Great to have you here, Becky.
1: Thanks. I'm excited to be here.
0: All right. Well, I'd love to get a little bit more familiar with how you got started in this line of work. So if you want to give us a little bit of your background, that would be a great place to start.
1: Yeah. So I started um, as a freelance marketing writer, um, working with B two B tech brands on developing thought leadership content like white papers and ebooks. And um, over that time, one of the things that I started to work on was a lot of data driven um, reports. Uh, the client would go out and do the research, and then I'd write those. And and those really um, lit me up. Just from a terms of, I felt like it was um, a lot more interesting and engaging for me to write. Which translated in my mind, it was probably going to be a lot more interesting and engaging for uh, readers out there as well in terms of type of content so I then went on to want to, be able to offer that full service to all of my clients so I um, actually paired with a woman that used to run the content marketing Institute's benchmark surveys um, and how to do this whole process end to end and so for about the last five years I've added on to just being able to develop thought leadership content overall adding in this type of survey-based primary research as a way to elevate your content marketing, build greater thought leadership and brand awareness with your content. And um, I feel like my hunch about it has proved out. I see a really high engagement and ROI for my clients that invest in it
0: that's that's beautiful and i think as business owners we think we know who our audience is but uh talking with many of our clients and just through the years and even for ourselves sometimes it's very hard to pinpoint who your audience is so how do you go about finding an audience to even survey to get this data that you're speaking of
1: yeah well the first piece of it is you need to understand what your um Goal or strategy is while you're conducting this. So from a from a marketing perspective, like what are those outcomes that you want? If you are looking for you know really building your authority and getting brand awareness, then that may be a PR um, play. If it's really lead generation, then you're looking at um, targeting like who your ideal customers would be, right? So first you need to identify who this is going to, because if it's uh, press, then maybe the most important thing is figuring out what's gonna be interesting to them in terms of a headline. And so who would the audience be to deliver that? But often those audiences are the same. They're still like your target customer audience, but then the question becomes, okay, we've identified um, that we wanna survey, you know, say, IT professionals that buy our type of software or marketing professionals that buy our software. But how do we actually reach these people to do this survey I, I think, where a lot of companies struggle. And there's typically two op- options. One is an email list, If you have, but you need to have a pretty large and robust email list to get a big enough sample size. The typical response rate is usually between 1% to 5%, depending on how engaged the email list is, how interested folks would be in the survey topic. So um so that can be a challenge you know if you only have a 10 20,000 email list it may seem big but it's not big enough you know um so the second option is to use a panel and here you want to be careful that you're using a B2B professional panel somebody that really does have your target audience um and and As part of that you also want to be able to qualify them and really narrow it down like maybe you want it professionals, though, that are in very specific roles or specific size of companies, um, so that you're really getting the right. um, folks to answer your survey, not just generalists that wouldn't really be um, able to give you quality responses.
0: Right. It's all, all about the data. So is that then that's something that you help your clients with is it to really recognize and determine who that audience is and how to get that best survey back?
1: Yeah. So I work with them first to understand whether email is feasible and um, the route we want to go or if it's going to be a panel vendor. And then I have relationships with um, about a dozen B2B you know, professional panels out there that I've worked with. So I know which ones deliver quality. I know who's most cost effective and I can kind of go out and help um, find that and come back to them with like, you know, here's the best option for this survey for this audience.
0: Okay. And um, so once you have that data, how do you actually like dig deeper into the data to find those those hidden stories and the, and the details there um, that you're trying to get to help the client? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So, you know, you have your, I don't know, like a 30 question survey. So you have your initial kind of questions and that data. But what is often more interesting or equally interesting is taking like, for example, you can take your demographic data, like the industries that you surveyed or the size of companies or even the roles and find different um Hidden stories or trends like, for example, maybe different industries have different challenges um, or maybe there's a disconnect like C uh, suite responded one way about things. And those that are actually doing the work, the individual contributors had a whole different perspective. So that can be really interesting. Um, but that's called cross having where you kind of go behind the scenes with your data and you're looking at, um, you know, how this question was respond. How people responded to this question how it um may have impacted how they responded to this question and trying to find those trends and patterns um that are in addition to the initial questions you asked
0: so yeah so you really have to be a data expert or at least know what you're looking for to get that data out to get the stories out do you have any examples of, of how you've done that for some of your clients with these you know the hidden stories
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I have a data analyst that I work closely with, um, I don't do the data part. I do think it is important to have somebody with um, that real skill set and experience, but we work kind of, I'm kind of the content strategist and storyteller mindset. Who's like, Hey, this is kind of interesting. Can you dig into this one more? Can you look at these questions? Can you compare this? So that's sort of how I do it to um, you know, just get that. But in terms of customers, you know, one could be like, there was one recently this summer where, you know, we we thought that we had kind of a, a different story. But what we found did all this crosstabbing is that there was a really interesting sort of leader laggard story, like that the leaders were really seeing, you know, significantly more benefits. Um, those that were investing in the certain, you know, technology were um, really kind of ahead of those that weren't putting the investment in. And so that actually kind of shifted what we wanted to um focus on in the report because it was such an interesting story once we saw that there was such a big gap between what the leaders were doing and what those that weren't essentially making those investments were doing.
0: So ultimately that that basically helps uh, by, when you're going through all this process, that's helping your clients tell better stories, use content to then generate leads, is that accurate?
1: Yeah. Um, and. To, to build out, really, I think a whole foundation of content, these, this type of research can be used really for content fuel for an entire year. Not only um, are you often surveying who your target audience is for the rest of your content, helping you understand better what your content strategy should be, because now you know what they're really struggling with and what their interests are and what would be relevant. But um, when you kind of do this hidden story digging, you also get all these, like, you may have your main report, but now you have all of these tangential um, pieces of content you can do or you can break out like if you're doing ABM marketing. You know, maybe you can break out the data by industry or by role, however works for the type of ABM marketing you're doing. So now you can create individual reports for just those segments. So there's a lot you can do when you kind of slice and dice the data.
0: Yeah, that's that's beautiful because sometimes it's just so important to be able to talk one to one to those people or hit on those pain points that they're experiencing. Um, I mean, we're hearing that nonstop about storytelling, solving problems. You know, those are the things that we want to lead with, whether it's even a social media post that has to have a hook or a blog topic or an email marketing blast those things need to resonate immediately when they see a subject line we have just a split second to grab attention so by using this data we're really able to talk to them in a way that they want to be talked to and hitting on the pain points now once you have some of that content created and built out what are some of those distribution strategies that you're using to maximize the investment in your original research
1: Yeah. So there's just so many ways that you can use um, the research. I think one of the ones is I do really um, recommend that you create at least one kind of cornerstone report that is where you can drive people kind of for the the full data and the full kind of narrative that you want to tell. Um, And then that helps as you go out and do, like I talked about, kind of like side topics or whatever, um, derivatives of it, then you can still drive people back to that report. um, And that's, the reports typically your lead gen tool. So, but in terms of other assets, infographics, blogs. I mean, webinars are great to bring on, like either internal thought leaders or um, some external industry experts to talk about the data and discuss it. You know, like oh, this this finding was surprising. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, um, obviously the press piece of it and media mentions. Um, even if that's not your goal, you should absolutely at least create one press release and at least send it out there and see what you get um but even to be more strategic if you again if you're going to break this down into different industries or different um audiences then i actually recommend that you create uh separate uh press releases for each kind of industry that you're targeting so that you're really being more um thoughtful and targeted in in Who you're um approaching so and i have a you know there's a whole list of pr strategies but essentially you want to be focused on the pr as well another place that i've actually seen um clients get really strong results is using the data in events and trade shows and speaking engagement um i have one client i worked with they'd actually applied for um speaking positions at like you know a trade show they really wanted to participate in um previously and been declined but when they submitted it with this uh, research they submitted again last year, not only were they accepted okay. to speak at the trade show, they actually got a prime speaking um, spot. Wow. And since then they've using it, I mean, they probably used it five, six, seven events um, over the year um, and had really great success there.
0: Okay. That, that's great because I think so many people, again, with this wonderful world of social that we live in, it's it's all the, the visuals, the eye candy, but something as, you know, as a simple application that you're trying to get a speaking engagement by saying the right things, hitting on those right points, it's now getting, and I read some of those testimonials. I mean, you got some people getting some serious hits on, on speaking, um, more media engagement too. I think you're talking about the PR side of things. Their normal reach was not working. Once they got through your program, it seemed like you're generating more media opportunities, which then in turn, more, content out there which is generating leads for people so love love seeing that now is there anything else um, that you want to share with our audience as far as you know how this could help them or the first steps to really go through to to make something like this happen or to work with you
1: yeah so just um before i talk about the steps to to do this i just want to you know talking about again lead generation um seo is actually also a great um outcome from this okay. because uh people backlink to data So those backlinks can actually help um, improve your SEO standing. Um, So that's just another way uh, that it can be used. And it can also be used sales enablement. Um, It can be a great sales enablement tool to have this data. You know, you're really sort of validating like if you're going to say something about your product. Now you sort of have this data to back it up, which um, is is helpful. So um, as far as how to get started with this, you know. I think the first thing is you need to um, figure out what your research topic is going to be. And um, to do that, you need to kind of figure out what is not already out there in the market. Just like anything, you want to have a you know unique angle and a unique topic. So look for where there's a gap in your industry, maybe something that people haven't done research on, haven't talked about. Um, and and go down that hole and if you're in an area where there's already a lot of research happening like let's say you know everybody there's i don't know a dozen state of marketing reports so that's going to be harder if you're focusing like you're in martech but you still need to find something um that would align with your products and services now we're trying to be thought leadership so we're not trying to be salesy but you you want to have at least some kind of alignment there um And then figure out a topic, like I said, that isn't out there that would generate new data that folks would be interested in. So that's the first process. And then, uh, you know, this can be done in house uh, if you have the skills to do it. Um, If, you know, you would want somebody that can do the data analysis. Um, The piece that I want to really kind of emphasize that a lot of people overlook and think anybody can do is the actual survey design. Uh, That is actually the most critical piece of this whole process. If you don't get your survey right and it's not written well, you will not have good data you you know either the quality will be wrong or you just won't have um, an interesting story to tell you really need to be thinking about your survey both from like how is this generating a narrative that we can then turn into content how are we asking questions not in leading or biased ways but are we asking the right are we using the right type of survey question and the right way to word it that if i want to translate this into a headline it's going to do that well so Um, so that's the part where I would say, like, make sure you actually have some expertise around that or you get help. Um,
0: so, so, so just plugging in a MailChimp or constant contact survey is not going to get the job done. And we've seen that happen all the time. Oh, we're going to do a a survey to get us all this data. And they get, you know, maybe if they're lucky one, one response back, right? So doing it the right way, understanding the data, the research, how to go about this is what Becky really helps with. I think we've got some great nuggets there. Um, you've also been kind enough to share your ebook with us. Um, So um, go ahead and tell us about your your ebook that you have.
1: Yeah, so this is really about how to get that quality data. So it kind of goes through the things that you need to do or the mistakes not to make. um, Everything from, you know, when you're designing your survey to how to look at your data, just to ensure that. So if you are doing this in-house or even if you're like, vetting vendors that you want to work with i think it's important to have these key things in mind and make sure that these steps in the process are going to happen
0: cool and that ebook is titled 11 simple tips for making your research-based content credible and compelling so uh that is always good so you can get the nuggets here on our episode but definitely jump in um to that link that we have on the screen here and you can go ahead and download that ebook. And uh, we're we're coming up to uh, the new year here. Any big plans, any uh, exciting things that we need to know about from Redpoint and what you got going on in the new year?
1: A lot of interesting projects lined up. And um, I'm also going to be launching my own um, (laughs) research-based survey. Um, I'm really interested and intrigued around, you know, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, um, well, you know, does our research need to be uh, branded with a third party for credibility? I have my own opinion on this. um, So I want to kind of vet that in the industry and marketplace to see whether or not my opinion is... um, bears out. So I'm going to be doing some of my own research on that. <laughs>
0: so. I like that we can we can debunk or uh, prove the opinions are, are not not right or if they're correct. So uh, that's another great way yeah. to, to do a survey to find that out, because I, I think a lot of times, too, um, you know, sometimes our business owners have been in the business for you know decades and they think something that 20 years ago what they were saying is still resonating today. I think it's so important to upgrade that and make sure you are listening to what your clients are saying, what the media is looking for in order to you know make sure you're putting out the best content possible. So I think uh, very, very good points there and something that's not necessarily the hottest thing in marketing right now is doing surveys and this and that, but taking the time to do this the right way is going to get you to your end goal a lot quicker. And I think at the beginning of, of the show, you made, made a great point of, what is that end goal that you're looking for? So making sure that's very clear up front. So all the content really flows into that. Um, how else um, should our listeners connect with you on are you on LinkedIn or website? Do you wanna provide some of that information for us? Yeah,
1: I am on LinkedIn and I'm um, frequently posting kind of Thoughts around um, how to do original research and how to thought leadership and um, how to get that right. So, definitely they can connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, my website is redpointcontent.com.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with?
1: Um, I just would actually say that I think that research, um, using research, in your content is actually going to become an important differentiator, especially with the introduction of um, more AI-generated content. You're going to need um, unique thoughts and um, research in order to stand out from just kind of your generic SEO content as that becomes easier and faster to create.
0: Okay, well, that's why I love doing these nuggets, because I'm always learning, our team's always learning from them as well, and hopefully everyone out there is taking notes and learning from this. So if you're interested in doing a survey, make sure you reach out to Becky. Uh, you now have some amazing nuggets to help you really improve your content, improve your strategies going on. I think now's a great time to visit some of those things in your business to make sure that you're elevating things in 2024. So, uh, Becky, thanks again for joining us today on today's Nugget. I uh, really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you. It was really nice to be here
0: all right well that's a wrap of another great dmc marketing nugget go ahead and hit that like and follow button and listen to us on your favorite streaming apps visit dmc marketing nugget to watch all our past shows and here's to your success and happy new year